This is Hacker Public Radio episode 3343 for Wednesday, the 26th of May 2021. Today's show is entitled The Fourth Programming Language. It is hosted by Brian in Ohio and is about 13 minutes long and carries a clean flag. The summary is a less than complete history of fourth. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. Hello, Hacker Public Radio. Brian in Ohio here. I'm out from under my rock, and I'm doing a uh, an episode uh, on something that's caught my interest recently, and that's the fourth programming language. Uh, so I see myself doing maybe two or three episodes, at least three episodes, I think, on this. And on this this episode, I want to talk about how fourth was invented. And then uh, maybe the next episode, I'll talk about why and how I'm using fourth. And then uh, maybe the last episode, I'll show, uh, we'll go through some, learn a little fourth by doing a a simple hello world kind of project. Um, Drawing from a couple of resources from this episode, uh, of course, the Wikipedia page, uh, the Color Fourth GitHub page. Uh, Color Fourth is uh, Charles Moore, the inventor of fourth's current project using colors for syntax in languages. It's interesting. And uh, some PDF documents, one I found uh, called Fourth, the Early Years. I'll, I'll put a link in the show note for this. And, uh, and then a little bit of history of, uh, that's uh, shown on Fourth Incorporated's uh, website. So to start from the, from the Wikipedia page. Uh, Fourth is a simple yet extensible language. Its modularity and extensibility permit writing significant programs. A fourth environment combines the compiler and an interactive shell where the user defines and runs subroutines called words. And that, so this isn't words as in the length of a uh, of an integer or something like that in a in a in a uh, language. Uh, this is words in the sense of words, like uh, language words. Uh, words can be interactively defined, tested, redefined, and debugged without recompiling or restarting the whole fourth environment. Uh, all in syntactic elements, including variables and basic operators, are defined as words. Ideally, running the program has the same effect as manually re-entering the source. The fourth philosophy emphasizes the use of small, simple words, words for bigger tasks, call upon many smaller words that each accomplish a distinct subtask. A large fourth program is a hierarchy of words. These words being distinct modules that communicate, that is, to pass data implicitly via stack mechanism. Uh, they can be prototyped, built, and tested independently. The highest level of fourth code may resemble an English language description of application, and it could be any language, whatever, it doesn't have to be English, it could be any language you want to use. 
uh, I said, let's say any human communication language for the, for the words. And uh, fourth has been called a meta application language, a language that can be used to create problem oriented languages. Uh, so fourth is an imperative stack based computer programming language environment originally designed by Chuck Moore. Its language features include structured programming, reflection, concatenative programming, and extensibility. I don't understand everything that's in that sentence, but I do know that imperative uh, means commands. Imperative, a fourth is imperative because most words in fourth are commands. Uh, it's stack based. Uh, fourth has two stacks. I, there's, I think a lot of programming languages, especially anything derived from C, has stacks. The, the difference between a fourth stack and the stack and the heap in C is that the fourth, the fourth stack is right in your face all the time. You control the stack. You have to know what's on the stack while you're programming. And there's good ways to uh, use the stack and there's bad ways to use the stack. Uh, so fourth is, has two stacks. The first one is the data stack, which passes and holds data between functions or between words. Um, and that one is just called the stack. And then fourth has another stack called the return stack. And it's called the return stack. And it holds return addresses uh, that are necessary for program flow control. Uh, fourth is structured. Uh, making use of subroutines at every step. You can think of every fourth, every word in fourth as a function or a subroutine. Fourth is extensible. The language can grow and modify itself, creating a custom solution for a programming problem. So a little bit of history. Uh, fourth uh, uh, was invented by Mr. Moore, uh, Charles Moore. I he's still alive. Um, I consider him a pioneer of early computing uh, programming. He he grew up in an age that bridged the gap between punch card controlled computers and computers with keyboards and screens and disk drives. Uh, necessity being the mother of invention, Mr. Moore created forth over a 12-year period growing from a simple interpreter to a full-fledged operating system. So uh, forth. Uh, the development of fourth began in, in 1958 when Chuck Charles Moore, Chuck was a student at MIT. He, uh, he had graduated high school from uh, uh, in Flint, Michigan, just north of here, north of where I live here in Michigan. And he, as a, as an undergraduate student at MIT, he got a job at the Smithsonian Astrophysical Observatory. And of course, this is during the time of Sputnik and the space race. And so the need to compute trajectories of satellites and orbital elements and satellite station positions became very important. And so he developed a program that did these things, uh, but the source code filled two card trays. Uh, it must be a lot. Everybody's, everybody, the way people write that sentence in the places I've read it must be a big program. And back then, programs, you'd throw them into a card reader, you'd go away for a number of hours while your cards were read and then you got some output, you know, either it worked or it didn't work. Then you had to read punch cards and run them again. It was a very slow process. So to uh, minimize this recompiling time that he was uh, experiencing, uh, he developed a simple interpreter that was built into the main program, 
where he could read cards while the program was running um, to change the program and to change equations in the program. And this enabled him to uh, compose different equations for several satellites without recompiling. And so this interpreter was the beginning of fourth. It found its roots in APL, uh, an early programming language that I have no idea about, and Lisp, which I do know a little bit about. I did a book review on how to make your own Lisp. And actually, Claw 2 just did a recent uh, uh, GNU World Order episode on uh, Common Lisp, uh, a, f a fun program. Uh, you should listen to that. I'll put a link in the show notes to that one, too. Uh, uh, interesting fact, Chuck learned to program in Lisp by none other than John McCarthy, its inventor. Just amazing to think about these guys all, you know, at the time, these brilliant people working together to, uh, um, at the early parts of computers, computer programming. Anyway, uh, so uh, Moore left MIT in 1961. I'm pretty sure he graduated, and that's why he left. And he went to Stanford ostensibly to study mathematics, but he ended up programming computers there in support of research at the Stanford Linear Accelerator. Uh, he, again, he was doing math uh, computations, and it was here uh, that his interpreter uh, got its first stack, the data stack, and forth began to be recognizable as a computer language with a growing uh, vocabulary and a refined syntax. Um, he was at Stanford for three or four years. He, he then went uh, to the east coast of the United States to New York City where he was a freelance programmer. Um, he programmed in Fortran and Algol and Jovial and PLI and assemblers. And uh, of all those I only have heard of Fortran and Algol. I don't know about the other ones. And I do know a little bit about assemblers. Um, and I think it's his mastery of assemblers that helped uh, uh, move forth well, uh, move forth into other platforms so easily. Um, so was the advent of min at this time during this 1965 period was the advent of mini computers and, and teletype. And I think this really helped shape uh, forth as a language, providing things like an editor and... Uh, um, using a mass storage devices and things like that. So uh, he got married and wanting a less hectic life, more left New York City to, to uh, became a, he became a programmer for a major home furnishing company in Amsterdam, New York, which is, I think that's considered upstate New York, kind of north of, uh, north of um, the city quite a ways. And he, it was there that he worked in COBOL and he developed a fourth system that connected uh, the computers that used COBOL and other it connected all these disparate uh, computer systems using uh, to be able to, um, I think, do inventory control and uh, data input uh, into these systems. Um, he did this for a while, a couple of years, but uh, in the end, uh, business and forth did not go hand in hand. He wanted. Uh, he thought they should use one computer system and they decided not to buy it. So he left, I think, in a huff because he said he left in a huff. Uh, but he, uh, he left for better, greener pastures. Uh, in 1971, uh, Moore was hired by the National Radio Astronomer 
Radio Astronomy Observatory. And I think it was here that Forth gained its first and maybe its best acceptance. Uh, Moore was able to take uh, many different computer systems, program Forth systems on them, and these were used to control uh, radio telescopes and to process data. So it, was, it could do the whole tangent. It could, it could move the telescopes and take the data in and um, do data analysis with, with the Forth system. Uh, it was at this time that the second fourth programmer, uh, Bess Rather, was taught fourth, and she helped. She really think helped mainstream fourth by by doing some of the early documentation for the language. She's written a number of books on how tos and how not tos in fourth, um, and there's still those books are still out there. Um, so since that time, fourth is important to to many computer architectures. Uh, Forth's vir virtual machines vary a great deal. Uh, some or all of the virtual machine will be coded in assembler depending on the performance needs and then words are added to that fourth virtual machine to grow the dictionary to solve the problem of hand. Uh, some fourths are hosted by other OS's. An example of this is GForth and Forth's stability and its ability to be custom built has seen its use in places where high reliability is important, such as space systems. So I'll end um, here. In the next episode, I'll tell why and how I'm using Forth today. So this is Brian in Ohio signing off. I'd just like to remind everybody to go forth, take chances. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.